Welcome to Goddess Works, a podcast exploring goddess-centered spiritual practice and honoring the magic in the ordinary and the sacred in the everyday. This is Molly Reamer with Bridget's Grove in association with our Patreon at patreon.com slash Bridget's Grove. Thanks so much for being here. wise to your ways, the patient and persistent, the powerful and profane, the tender and tenacious, the sly and the sacred. Watch yourself and tend your boundaries. Honor your limits. Share your story. Be alert from that which creeps up from the shadows, telling you this is how it has to be, that you cannot change, that you are not allowed to grow. Watch for the habits of thought and behavior that lurk to pounce, dragging you back into the doing and the driving, the docile and the dour. Sometimes you think you've softened your edges reworked your patterns, cast off your chains, fixed yourself, and then the gilded shackles slink back in, quiet and easy, convincing you that this makes sense, is necessary, required, and needs only you. Beneath the surface lurks the actual truth. You are being seduced back into an old way of being that has done you harm and will again. Be wise to your ways. Know thyself is engraved into the chamber at Delphi, and beyond that lies the temple, smoky, dark, and powerful filled with ancient whispers and the stony, determined steps that lead into the heart of things. This is Molly Reamer with Bridget's Grove, and this is a this is an audio that has a couple of different purposes. And I opened with that poem because it was something that I wrote when I was at the beach this year. When I recognize these patterns, I've written and spoken and written and spoken about this time in my life being a time in which I'm undoing the knots, untying the knots. I recognize them in myself. I feel them in myself. I want to undo them. I feel myself picking at them, cutting them, loosening them up. And sometimes I feel like I've done it, like the knot is untied and I'm free. And then I, other times I recognize that it's right back there, just as snug and tight as ever. And I'm coming to believe that we will always have some knots. You know, there's always bumps in the pattern of our lives and the bumps in the weaving. The fibers are not going to be smooth and perfect and shining in every form. But I also am coming to recognize that when I feel that knotted sensation, I feel that knot, recognizing it in the moment, like, oh yeah, this is one of those knots. Like, this is one of those things I've been undoing. This is one of those things I've been untying. Sometimes can allow it to soften and and uh, loosen. Sometimes it doesn't, but the recognition that I see it, that I see that it's one of those knots is helpful. And so uh, I've also written and spoken and written and spoken about being at the beach each, as we do each year, there's uh, layers that fall away when there's nothing, when you're separated from your regular home, your regular work, your regular commitments and uh, the layers are sheddable and the things that you are um, held to kind of fall away and there's a there's a it feels like to me there's like a a essential self or like a stripping away of the unnecessary and then like who you quote-unquote really are is revealed and I don't know if that 
sensation is sustainable long-term or possible long-term because every human is embedded in a network of human relationships. It's important to be connected to other people. You know, nobody really wants to not have any friends and not have any family members and just to be alone on a beach somewhere regardless of how we say that or we speak about, you know, how nice it would be to run off to a deserted cabin in the woods or something. And I think the, um, I, you know, that's not, that's not actually human nature. People, humans need touch to thrive. They need contact with other humans. They need hugs. They need love. They need someone to listen to them. Those are normal human experiences of connection and affiliation and affection with other people. Um, so I think, you know, for example, if we were to move to the beach where we feel that pairing away of all that is unnecessary and being able to step into our, you know, our, our purest and wholest representations of who we are, I'm pretty sure if we were to move there, let's say that that sensation would not be sustained long-term that we'd join groups and we'd host events and we'd have birthday parties and we'd have people come visit and it's it's more of a temporary stepping away and that's what allows it to be liberating um and I'm not sure I mean and I uh, maybe maybe not maybe maybe that that sensation is sustainable long term I don't think it is I think there's a the a dynamic tension between connection and separation you know between affection and bonds and freedom and exploration. I think there's a dynamic tension and a coexistence there, both those things. But anyway, when I was at the beach, I recognized in myself multiple times that I was slipping back into patterns that I feel that are things that I'm working with shedding, that I'm working at uh, with unknotting, that I'm working at laying down, setting aside things that aren't, you know, healthy for me, things that don't uh, nourish my wholeness as a human, but that detract from it. And I saw myself doing some of those same things. And for me, it's the relentless pushing and driving and getting it all done and taking care of everything and not letting any balls drop, though they always do because there's always so many balls. And uh, keeping caught up and not being able to have any fun until I get the work done and all that kind of stuff. So I noticed myself doing that at the beach too. You know, I was trying to have a sale on something in the shop and I needed to take pictures. And so then I was feeling, and then I feel that sensation of nobody else is helping me or they're all having fun and I'm not allowed to rest and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so in that moment, I started to think of these things that wise to your ways. So in the red tent, sometimes we sing wise in her ways, which is a women's song, wise in her ways. And I thought, oh, you got to be wise to your own ways. You know, we got to be wise in her ways is good. We also got to be wise to our own ways. And there's knowing yourself. There's, you know, powerful, beautiful, magical things about you. It's good to know yourself in that way. It's also good to recognize the sneaky, damaging, harmful things that are in you too that slip back in when given an opportunity and place the gilded shackles back on your wrists and and I could see them and I so I had this moment this poem came to mind that wise to your ways and then I thought ooh there is a lot here and there's these things that and require a balancing of taking care of things that are legitimate and that need to be taken care of and that you've made a commitment to and that you're honorably keeping your word on and then there's things that are gilded shackles that you have allowed to be put on and that you have um, 
possibly tricked yourself into thinking aren't even really present. And it's you that's doing it, putting them on, taking them off, whatever. And so that is, uh, and I've recognized it multiple times over the last year too. Like I'll be like, oh, this is that same thing. You know, this is that same thing. And this is that pattern. This is that knot that I'm working on loosening. And sometimes you recognize it and you do it anyway. And sometimes you recognize it and you go ahead and let it untie. And I'm choosing to believe that just the recognition has value, even if you then still do it. At least you're mindful of what's happening. Uh, I have the um, experience, too, of saying to myself, this isn't what I really want to be doing. You know, I'm doing whatever it is. I'm taking, I'm, I'm big into taking care of things that need to be taken care of. And so I'm taking care of whatever it is that needs to be taken care of. And then I hear this voice in my head that says, this is not what I want to be doing right now. And yet I keep doing it because it does need to get taken care of. It really is legitimately something that needs to be taken care of. And, uh, but even that moment of recognition, like, oh, I'm doing this again. I'm doing this again, which is allowing myself to feel trapped by something that I've created and then telling myself a story that this is my only choice and I can't do anything different. And so even just noticing that, even if I'm still then going to keep doing the thing, at least I saw that I was doing that and it was my same old pattern. That is a way of being that has done me harm and will again. So be wise to your ways. So that's what that background for that poem is. And then what I wanted to share in this is a section from the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And this has been going around kind of in meme version recently on the internet, but it also is a story that caught my eye in the book when I read it before there was a meme version of it. And the story is of Glennon's friend Ashley who was taking a hot yoga class. She went into the room, she unrolled her mat, she sat down and she waited for something to happen and it was exceptionally hot. And so when the instructor came in, she the instructor says, you're going to get very hot but you cannot leave this room. No matter how you feel, stay strong, don't leave. This is the work. The class started. A few minutes in, the walls began to close in on Ashley. She felt lightheaded and sick. Each breath became harder and harder to come by. Twice her vision was spotty and briefly went black. She looked at the door and she felt desperate to run toward it. So she spent 90 minutes in the classroom with his yoga class, terrified, close to hyperventilating and holding back tears, but she did not leave the room. The moment the instructor ended the class and opened the door, she jumped off the mat, ran to the hallway. She went to the bathroom and then threw up all over, including on the wall, the floor, and the sink. And then she got down her hands and knees and wiped up her vomit, and she thought, what is wrong with me? Why did I stay and suffer? The door wasn't even locked. Like, nobody could have kept her there, and she stayed anyway. And uh, so this obviously, like, strikes a chord with people, and it actually ended up being the conclusion of the Untamed book, too. She comes back around to that story. The door wasn't even locked. And so Glennon reflects that the truth of being in her 30s was stay on your mat. The staying is making you. The pushing through anyway, the getting miserably and hot and uncomfortable, but persevering, like that's making you. But the truth of her 40s is, I'm made. I don't need to stay. And she says, I will not stay, not ever again in a room or a conversation or a relationship or an institution that requires me to abandon myself. When my body tells me the truth, I'll believe it. I trust myself now and I will no longer suffer voluntarily or silently or for long. I will look at those women to my left and my right who must stay because it's that time for them and they have to know, um, 
what love and divinity, she says, God, love and divinity and freedom are not before they can know what love and divinity and freedom are because they want to know. I'll send them every bit of my strength and solidarity to help them through this part. And then I'll pick up my mat and slowly, deliberately, and lightly walk out. Because I've remembered the sun is shining, the breeze is cool, and these doors are not even locked. And so that's what I wanted to offer to you. Today is a possible opportunity to recognize like what door is there that's not even locked? Where are you staying that's hot and uncomfortable and making you vomit and the door is not even locked? Like what is, what is that? What is the hot yoga class in your life? Where are you staying that you don't need to stay? What are you doing that you don't need to do? What are you tolerating that you don't need to tolerate? What are you experiencing that you don't need to experience? Because the door is not locked. And at the same time, so I want to recognize both things. So that 30s, stay on your mat. You know, there is power and grit and grace and beauty and courage in staying and sticking it out and pushing through and and persevering and being courageous and being strong and climbing the mountain and challenging your own limits and strengthening your own determination and knowing yourself as strong and capable. And at the same time, there are a lot of experiences where you are doing it to yourself. Like you're just doing yourself harm. And I think possibly one of the lessons or core experiences or central values of the midlife experience for people is in recognizing those things the door when the door is locked when it's courageous to push and when it's uh when it's time to roll up the mat and walk out and I'm, I don't know what those answers are. I don't know what those answers are for you. I don't know what the metaphors are in your life. But I know that I recognize this story and this metaphor in my life. And that I think it's a continual dance between both the staying on the mat and the walking out the door. And the knowing. And maybe we can't ever know. I shared a quote in a previous audio about life is about taking leap after leap in the dark, leap after leap in the dark. And maybe we'll never know. And each choice has consequences. Each choice has associated risks, benefits, drawbacks. Some choices bring harm to others. Some choices bring harm to yourself. Um, But as we've spoken before, some things feel right. Some things feel whole. Some things feel true in your bones and other things feel like they're hurting you and I think we need to hone our own sensation of the difference between the two and uh, and not abandon ourselves when your body tells you the truth believe it like for real when your body tells you the truth believe it and when your spirit cries out for change, for love, for something different. Listen, you don't, you might not always be able to take action or maybe taking action will be the wrong thing. But when you hear and feel the crying, honor it. And remember, the door is not locked. So that's what I wanted to speak of today. And... I don't know, you know, as with anything pretty much that I ever share, 
uh, metaphors and examples and symbolism that speaks to me might not speak to you. And that is totally fine because the door is not locked here either. And you can take what works for you. You can leave the rest. You can shift it into a metaphor that tells your story and uh, you can listen to your own heart and your own spirit's whispers of what's wise and right and true for you. And it doesn't matter uh, what I might think or how I might feel about the things that are true for me because they don't have to be true for you. And uh, so I wanted to end with a recent little poem for you about trust. And, uh, and yeah, I just wish you all so much love and freedom and power and courage and inspiration and insight and all those things and I also wish for you to be able to walk out into the sunlight with your mat under your arm like I really want all those things for you and uh, so here's my little ending poem Let's trust the roots before our eyes. Let's trust the hope beneath our feet. Let's trust the love within our hands. Let's trust the joy under our skin. Let's trust the faith within our bones with fiery grace and tender prayers and gentle breath and steady pace. Let's walk this sacred path. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. If you'd like access to even more audios, resources, prayer books, practices, ritual kits, poems, and more, please join us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Bridget's Grove. There are several tiers of membership to choose from.